0: Right. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. We're recording live tonight on twitch.tv slash engaged family gaming. My name is Steven Dutzman. I am your host as always, and I am joined once again for Board Game Week by the Engaged Family Gaming board game editor. That is Linda Robel. Linda, how are you?
1: I'm doing great tonight.
0: Awesome. Doing my audio checks while we get started. Perfect. Um, and we are, in fact all set and good to go so um it is the halloween week so i am uh celebrating with uh my uh my pokemon halloween shirt um linda do you know who this pokemon is this is the Mimikyu. quiz for the day i know oh, that one. wow oh, all right you know it. what one would have thought when Mimikyu was announced that he would have been a deep enough cut that you might not have known but i just want to say i'm proud of you because, um, <laughs> I think a handful of years ago, you might've been like, who the, Ooh. is that Pikachu? And I'd be like, well, close.
1: Uh, my boys have actually, mostly my youngest has watched a ton of the TV show.
0: So, oh, all right. So he was in. heavily
1: featured. Oh yeah.
0: So, all right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. You know what? He is in the, he is in the TV show a lot. So, um, it's board game week. And uh, so this week, we are going to focus almost entirely on the board game gift guide that you and I, well, you put together the board games. I did the video games. Um, True, you our gift guide to put together. Did. I did, as a matter of fact. I was the uh, the person in charge of managing all of the video game stuff. You had the board game stuff, but you didn't really have less work to do because you put more stuff on your list um i had mine like i could even neatly compartmentalize it between a bunch of different consoles whereas you kind of like you know pretty much grabbed the noteworthy games from the last year or so so i'm super excited to go down this list and talk about it um and but but before we get to the list i do want to talk about kind of the the big elephant in the room with this holiday shopping season um, which is the logistical and supply chain concerns that everybody's talking about. Um, and we'll we'll do that in a moment. I do have something that I want to bring for a pseudo around the horn. All right. Um, and I do know, you know we're them. jumping right into it. I know we're going to have some folks kind of trickle in over time. Um in fact, I should probably uh, you know while I do this, I will probably uh post some stuff on social um however, um I found this game at Walgreens while I was uh picking up a prescription, and okay. uh this is this is gonna be this is a this is so mass market, so like kind of silly you're gonna be like, what is this? um I wanna talk about monopoly diced. Okay. Um. So I bought this. This is this is ten dollars. They have a Monopoly one, and they also had a Clue one. I decided to go with Monopoly. Um. Because honestly, I figured it would. Um. If we talked about it, it would it would do better SEO because people like to hate on Monopoly. Um. Hundred percent was just uh, the algorithms drove me. Um. It is a Monopoly dice game, and wouldn't you know it, Linda, is basically a Monopoly skin on top of zombie dice.
1: It really it is.
0: Yeah, it really push is. So, luck game. <laughs> so it's a push luck game, which honestly okay. Monopoly kind of is anyway. Right. So you got these True. cool like Monopoly dice, right. And you can't really see them, but like they have different dollar amounts and they have choo, choo trains on them. Um, and Tonic. what you're doing. Yeah. And, but they also have, uh, so they have blank sides, um, and they also have go-to-jail signs, which you can't oh. really see. Yeah, you get a little go-to-jail. Okay, a little cop there. Um, but they have, like, dollar sign, dollar amounts. Like, these are properties. Okay. And so what you're doing on your turn – let me get everything out. Because what I really like about it is it comes in this plastic box that um, is really well put together, I think. Um, and it holds everything in because of the way the tabs are all set up. You know, it's Go got – so this is actually a really solid piece of packaging. Um, this will take a beating. It's also really thick plastic. You might even be able to hear it, like, next to yeah, the Yeah, you microphone. can hear
1: it clunking. Yeah. This is
0: solid plastic. Um, so, I like, already my, one of my favorite packaging for a lot of these games. I honestly might get another set of this just for uh, – to repackage my zombie dice. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's not this a bad idea.
1: Because
0: this is just really solid. Unless you have the plastic tube zombie dice, like if you've got the premium edition, that's different. But if you still have the cardboard one, just go pay $10, grab one of these. um, And you can put them both in the same box. Um, But it has this cool little Monopoly little game board here. come on. My blur effect is is doing overtime. And the idea is you're just rolling dice. And what you do is you put the dice as you complete them um, on the little tracks, right? Ah. Um, And you earn points now, but if you, and here's the thing, right? Like you roll and if they're blank, they're wild cards and you can decide which ones you want to re-roll. You have to do them in complete sets. That's one thing that is a little bit different. So if you have like three of the railroads and you decide to try, try and re-roll, you got to take all the railroads and re-roll them. Um, So it's a little different, but um, that comes more in with the different colors and the properties. And the idea is, um, if you on your subsequent rerolls get three, go to jails. You lose all your points for that turn. And it okay. comes with a little pad where um, you can keep track of everybody's score. And um, I love it. I think mean, this is super cool for ten bucks. Really um, neat idea. Yeah, we're going. For
1: small containers.
0: Exactly, we're going away on a uh, on a family trip. This weekend. Um, and honestly, I'm thinking of going... Now that I have opened this up and like messed around with it, I'm thinking of going back to Walgreens and dropping the 10 bucks on the Clue one. Because it's mm-hmm. the same thing, only it's a black box. Because obviously, it's Clue okay. is a little darker. Um, I honestly have no idea how that one works. But if it's like a push-your-luck kind of with a little bit of guessing in it, I, I kind of think I dig that. So, um, yeah. This is... It. I saw this, and I also saw a, like, a Monopoly Rivals, which is basically a two-player, like, super competitive version of Monopoly. And they have one for the Game of Life also. And okay. um, I'm kind of interested in those, just because I'm really curious how you turn it into a two-player game. Because wheeling and dealing is obviously, like, a big part of the core Monopoly experience. Like, the core Monopoly experience or, in yeah. Airports. but you can't do that really when there's only two people. Cause why would you make a deal with me? You know that even if we both get something out of it, you're helping me. So right. I think that is, uh, that's something that I'm interested in, but I'm just, I was more interested in the dice thing. Um, if for nothing else, just because I had never seen a monopoly dice game before. Um, I think this is super cool. <laughs> super cool. 10 bucks. Um, it was at Walgreens. So my guess is it's going to be everywhere. Um, I'm sure and, it's all over. Uh for gifts for non-gamers i think this is one of those like grab it if you can uh i think this is perfect for like a bunch of grab bags you know we're all gonna need something like this um i would go and uh recommend that you grab a few of them because you will probably have reasons to pass them out um and you won't be able to find stuff last minute so that is my um that's my around the horn shenanigans other than I do want to show the one thing that I'm very excited about finally getting to the table. And that's this monster right here. Yeah. You're excited that I got it, (laughs) that I can accidentally leave it at your house someday. um, Accidentally.
1: I may take a thousand pictures of that. That's such a gorgeous. Um, Yeah. This
0: is, yeah, this is going to be exciting. I got this. um, One thing that we are going to try and do um, in the engaged family gaming community is whenever there are really good deals, like at target or somewhere else, we're gonna try and highlight those. And the only reason I got this is because of a deal that we highlighted, um, which was there was a deal on uh board games. It was like toys, and board games were twenty percent off at Target, and they had a coupon for twenty-five percent off one individual item, and they stacked. So I was able to get this That's for thirty cool. bucks.
1: That's a huge like, deal. this is just
0: robbery. I mean, when we were That's, first
1: he's like 60 retail.
0: Well, it's, it is 60 retail. It's 60 when, we retail were, yeah. when we were first introduced to this game, it was going for hundreds.
1: Yeah, because um, it was so hard to find.
0: Yeah, and you and I actually considered buying it at $100 on Amazon towards the end of last year. We might We thought about it. We were thinking about it. We talked about it. I'm glad neither of us did because I saved us 70 bucks mm-hmm. collectively. So um, I'm going to be getting this on um, to the table. I can say I will be at the beach house, which we do every fall. Um, go figure. We're going to the beach house in November. Uh, but we do it every year. Um, and this year, one of the big goals is to play a bunch of board games. And this is one of them that I'm going to play with my mom, who I suspect will love this. Um, I'm just going to have to explain engine builders to my mom, because this is an engine builder. We know how much I love these. Yes. Um, but she does like birds. So, she like, maybe, maybe? Maybe? I don't know. We'll find and out. And then
1: cleanse her palate with Saikatsu, maybe?
0: Um, You know what? She bought her own copy of Ticket to Ride. Oh. Um, because she finally because well, apparently there was some deal at Target where she was able to get it for $4 um, and since she used her red card she got it for free shipping so she got it for like 5 bucks, and she That's was insane. like for $5 you know I had to use a bunch of like one time discounts but I don't usually shop at Target and so I was like for $5 for having her own copy of Ticket to Ride I think hey. is, is pretty good and she's like and now we can play it whenever we want because you don't have to remember to bring it to my house. And I was like, I feel like this is kind of a trap. Um, either that or now my mom's going to start buying board games. Like, this could be the problem. Because for me, it was Ticket to Ride.
1: I think this might be her tipping point.
0: This could be the tipping point. Oh, goodness. Maybe. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, the West fact West that she us. can get them at Target. Yeah, I know. The fact that she can get them at Target probably has an, <laughs> has a, uh, has an impact on it. So, um, which is wild and, frankly, is the direction that the whole industry is going, right? Like, as more of these games are appearing at big big box retail like Target, Walmart, etc., so, too, do um, the the regular folk buying them. I I saw a bunch of games that were at Walgreens. Like, there was this, but they also had, you know, some games by Breaking Games and, you Mm -hmm. know, Game Right and stuff like that, so... Pretty interesting.
1: There's also Coles. Uh, Game right oh. Games have been at Kohl's for a few years, and there's other ones. Actually, I did see Wingspan through Kohl's online. You can't get the discounts typically, but if you have Coles Cash, you can use those towards it.
0: Wait, what? You can use Kohl's Cash on board games on their can website?
1: You, yes. Yes, you can.
0: Yes. I gotta sell the general on that one. Yeah, you
1: can. The discounts, so if there's discounts, they do not apply unless they're already on sale. The sales obviously are the sales, but coupons do not work. Cole's cash does.
0: (laughs) Um, that's exciting, actually. So anyways. Um (laughs) anyway, welcome to the EFG to the Engage Family (laughs) Gaming Podcast, everybody. Uh welcome to Bargain Shopper Podcast. All right. (laughs) First time I think this is probably the first time ever that Coles has been evoked. On the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. We are not messing around. We talk about Target. We've done some Walmart. (laughs) You know, we've done some other stuff. Um, When Cole starts selling like magic card booster boxes, I think that's when we'll like move to the next level. Um, Which, you know what? Considering how – I wouldn't be shocked if next year you're like, hey – Know. Isaac, did you know Isaac was talking about getting into magic and I was like Coles, and they had this set booster box what does that mean I would be like oh lord um, I do have another interesting announcement to make um, and this is cool so uh, November 6th is Extra Life okay, as is every year um, and uh, Miranda our uh, discord moderator has been championing the team for the entire year but I have confirmation now that I will also be participating ah. from the lab uh as I like to call this I like ah. um starting now um starting now. Okay. from the lab um and I will be participating not just me but also my son Evan and here's how we're going to ah. do this this is this is we're bringing up uh, this is full announcements we're going to have a write up up on the the Facebook page, the community, everywhere tomorrow. But here's how this is going to work. He and I are going to play a little World of Warcraft together. But we're going to have ourselves a race. So, here's how this race is going to work. Um, he and I are going to make two level 1 characters on the same server. Oh. One of them will be Horde and one of them Kay. will be Alliance. Okay. Okay. Now, our directions in the beginning will be to ignore each other. We will not and cannot attack each other. We cannot impede each other's progress in any way. In fact, the goal is to see who is the highest level character at the end of 12 hours. Now I'm going to be setting up some screens. So people will actually be able to kind of bounce back. We will be bouncing the broadcast back and forth, showing his screen, mine, um, I will be on cam with a with a face cam. He will not. Um, he and I will be able to see where we are because so we'll be broadcasting our own stuff, so okay. that won't be a secret. Now, here's the thing: there are gonna be some donation incentives. Um, for example, there it is possible that one could donate to encourage one of us to go and uh, deal with the other one, as it were, um, and so you can cause pvp um and also there will be some other donation incentives that will be for example um you know maybe you can't complete quests for 10 minutes or and we'll have all that stuff written up the winner gives the dump a bucket of ice water on top of the loser at the end outside um so we are uh so i tried to think of something else. we're not Someone suggested that the loser has to do the one chip challenge and I am not going to do that because I, oh. uh, I am not stupid. However, we're doing it a bucket of ice water. Um, and so we will have the full list of shenanigans. Um, we're going to go live at noon okay. on that day. And we're going to do a 12 hour, we're going to do a 12 to midnight race. And that's going to be at midnight. We're going to be going outside into the front yard. With a with like a flashlight and dunk in water, a, and it's going to be and a phone To
1: take a video, right? Yeah,
0: we may have to do it in the morning because I think it may be an issue of noise ordinances in town. Uh, but yeah, there will be video okay. of uh, one of us getting ice water dunked on the other one,
1: um, and it's going to be just a while for ride. the morning. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> somebody's going to yell.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling it might be me. Um, but we're going to find out which of the two of us is better at leveling characters in World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So, like I said full write up tomorrow um okay. and uh we will include donation incentives and all that but also um if you want to donate donations also are going to qualify for a whole bunch of really cool handmade gifts from oh. uh Miranda who has been making amigurumis for like most of the year um so wow. I'm trying to bring up I can't actually I was hoping that I could, I can't actually show it. So I was thinking that since it's in the Discord, um, if you go to the Discord, uh, you'll be able to find it. She's, like I said, she's been hand making stuff all year. Oh. Um, and so, uh there is some Legend of Zelda stuff. There is uh, an Ori from Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, there's a couple of things. Megamom in the chat saying she makes great stuff. She really does. She's awesome. Um, and so she's got a few items. Uh, we are, you're going to make myself and my son embarrass ourselves slash, um, you know, talk a whole bunch of junk. Um, you know, it's going to be, it'll be wild. Um, and, uh, and we will likely have some other giveaways going on as well throughout the day. So, um, all of that, at least from the, from the lab is going to be on twitch.tv (laughs) slash Engage Family Gaming right here uh, for that full 12 hours. Plus, uh, we are going to uh, keep updates from Miranda. We're going to have her message us. I'm going to give her my phone number, have her text us, let us know what she's playing, when she's playing it, so we can keep everybody updated there. So if you uh, come hang out with us uh, because we are going to be there. I am hoping for a whole lot of friendly trash talk Uh, between the two of us um, and between our fans watching, make sure you pick a side. Uh, Evan, my understanding is he is going to be Horde. I am going to be Alliance. So you can choose which side you want to be on. Um, And uh, so, you know, we'll see who has dominance. I know Horde versus Alliance means literally nothing to you, Linda. but
1: That is not true. I know a little. I know a little. All right much but i know <laughs> you know enough to know, know the that different... they are
0: different all right that's good that's correct
1: good. i know enough to know that there's different races in each one and they are always at war with each other so
0: yeah exactly all right that's fair you know what you know what that's twice in one linda i'm proud of you <laughs> i've
1: been games adjacent for a while now
0: <laughs> it's true well you know what i just figured that wow was one of those things that you just like rejected from your brain not that you didn't know like Pokemon is stuff that like they're cute monsters, so like you know I think that you <laughs> have like,
1: to know for work, yeah.
0: and you also need it for work, which I think is a big true. deal. There's probably not too many first graders playing World of Warcraft, but there's many first graders that love them. Some Pokemon, no Pokemon. so yeah, so that's sure. true. I figured that you just intentionally rejected the World of Warcraft from your world, and that's that's certainly fair. So, um, like I said, we're gonna have a full write up on that tomorrow. Um, and uh, among other things. um, But I am super excited to participate in Extra Life, especially, you know, we've been trying to get the streaming thing down for a while, and we've had a lot of technical difficulties. But now that we really have a full year under our belt of live shows a couple of times a week and streaming games, et cetera, we are 100% stoked to uh, get this stuff done and help support uh, for us, we'll be supporting uh, Connecticut Children's uh, Hospital, perfect, so, um, which is a place that you know, man. All three of my kids have been there uh, for uh, for better or for worse, um, and so we'll be doing that to raise money for them. So um, we've done around the horn. I did my announcements. Um, I guess the. To go along with the fact that I'm going to be uh, on vacation, uh, there will be no World of Warcraft stream next week, nor will there be a podcast. Um, however, uh, I will, there will be an EFG show next week, so uh, maybe we'll have everybody uh, on for you know if you want to come on to the EFG show, Linda, next week you're next certainly se- welcome next or, Okay, or if you want to throw John on again, um, you know, <laughs> Just you can throw him, toss in the him there. Um, Mega Mom <laughs> says it's a great place to support. They've been so helpful with the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. Um, it is, that's one of the reasons why I want to participate. And it's been a, it's been a, a challenging couple of years participating, uh, just because of timing. Um, but this year it is a little bit better. Um, and also they've kind of made things a little bit easier. You can just put your game day whenever you want. <laughs> um, so, uh, for futures, if it conflicts, we'll just pick a different day.
1: Um, it does give a lot of flexibility. That's nice.
0: So, um, other news announcements. um, spoiler season for the next magic set starts on monday and oh. the uh, live stream and the live stream where they're going to announce all the new mechanics and everything like that is tomorrow or no thursday at noon eastern standard um and i am uh, quite excited because this time it's all going to be about vampires and they're going to have a wedding um
1: i feel like i played that encounter
0: yeah you probably did. I
1: think we might have um,
0: this one's going to be a little different though because it's it's going to be it's probably going to be a little dark but it's I'm Halloween sure. it's spoopy and vampires are spoopy so um so if you want more information about that you can make sure to check out the CCGs for Beginners YouTube channel because I'm going to have videos uh every day starting Thursday um ideally forever, but at least until we're done with spoiler season and the new set comes out. So, um, let's get to the holiday gift guide, Linda. Sounds good. So, um, before we start listing off games, um, what was your kind of criteria? Like, how did you... Because you did this whole thing. Soup to nuts. You researched it, wrote it, edited it, published it. I gave it (laughs) a thumbs up because you know you want clearly as part of any process you need somebody to give it a once over and i did but truthfully there was not much that needed to get done you did remarkable work as you always do Uh, but what was your thought process like how did you find these games because the reality is our board game review process has kind of been shut down for a year because we haven't been able to get together to play games um so what what was your thought process what was your you know methods
1: so I honestly felt like I struggled a little at the beginning to figure out what was new, what was great, what to feature, because like you said, with everything that's been happening, our review process has gotten pretty much put on hold. Conventions we normally learn about games, we didn't attend, Mm -hmm. or they didn't happen, or a little bit of both. And so started to research it and i wasn't finding a lot of what's the newest games and so what i ended up doing was going to our favorite publishers and starting there and saying okay let me go to the game right website let me go to the haba website let me go to the blue orange website and i just went kind of down the list of publishers that we just really we love and we tend to feature their games a lot because they make great family games and from there look at what are they featuring as new Cross-reference that with uh, the Board Game Geek information to check publication dates, make sure it wasn't just a reprint. And also cross-reference it with Amazon to check availability because they may be saying it's out, but if I can't get it easily, it's not necessarily good for our guide right now. People want things they can get. And at yep. least as of Saturday, everything on this list was available on Amazon. At Great. Least, you know, obviously that'll change. At least as of... This past Saturday, every single one of those games you could order and have relatively quickly.
0: Well, I think that's a good segue. So to my next to the next topic, like so all of these games, we we basically went to our known favorites Our you know, kind of our rogues gallery. Um, and we're lucky enough that they had all put stuff out this year. Um, <laughs> let's be real, um, because that was in question. Uh, and then you you checked availability, and I think that was an important thing because there are a lot of things that are just going to be really hard this year. Um, and so we talked about it on the, the uh, video game podcast uh, a few weeks back, where you know the reality is... Um, And this has been all over the news, and I'm sure it's going to be more in the news, especially once we get past October 31st, right? Once we enter the holiday shopping season proper, um, I am certain that every news uh, outlet, every, you know, they're all working on their guides and their thoughts and going to be talking about it. We're going to get ahead of the game. Um, And, you know, we talked about it on the video game side. The advantage on video games is that a lot of games can be purchased digitally digitally. Um, so as a result, there is no supply chain issue for digital copies of Spider-Man. There are infinity of those. So, uh, that helps. However, board games, not so much. So the, um, the best advice that Linda and I can give you, and Linda, tell me if you disagree, although I doubt you will on this, is start early. Um, I am You're ver-
1: Christmas shopping. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm already like making, as I find things, I am just purchasing them because yeah. you just don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, we have already talked to, you know, all of our kids and kind of asked them to update their Amazon wish lists or tell us, you know, what they want or what they're thinking. Um, because we're doing the same. And I think that you know, obviously from an economic standpoint, we have to accept economic realities that there are some folks that can't um, start early. Um, You know, maybe they wait for a Christmas bonus or maybe there's, you know, they they just wait to kind of deal with it at the end um, for economic reasons. And those we fully respect. Um, And so I would say if you can um, and if it is possible, I think it is a good idea to, to kind of get out there now. I think looking at um you know places that you wouldn't necessarily find games a lot of places already have gifts and stuff out um this i found monopoly dice at walgreens literally they had a supply clearly they got two or three boxes of board games and put them all Mm -hmm. out there um and so if like the monopoly dice thing looks like something you like you know head over to someplace where you might not necessarily expect and grab a copy because i think this is a Cool thing to open um it will fit in a small place if you know what i mean um or will be perfectly acceptable as you know part of you know eight crazy nights right and so um you know and and start thinking about those kind of outside of the box sources because i think that's going to be you know walmart cupboards are going to be bare right Towards the mm-hmm. end but places like walgreens and cvs and kohl's you know for board games and stuff like that might not be um and so having your you know starting now but also thinking outside of the box are a good idea. Um and Megamom in the chat saying Walgreens is a surprisingly good stock of games and figures. I think that is absolutely worth mentioning. Walgreens, I don't know, how, I don't know how they like negotiated this, but like Walgreens gets their own exclusive Funko pops.
1: Oh really? Um, I did yeah, not me, know that. Yeah. So let me. So He's got this the is, thing.
0: Yeah, I've got a thing. It's dusty. Don't <laughs> mind me. But um, so this is Moon Knight. Who, um, if you don't know who Moon Knight is, you will when he has his when he has his own uh, Disney Plus show in a couple of years. I think it might be next Ooh. year. Um, um, he' crazy. So this is gonna be really interesting to see how they do that. But he's gonna be played by Oscar Isaac, um, who is uh, one of the dudes from the new Star Wars. Um, but Moon Knight. This was an, a Walgreens exclusive Funko Pop. Super wild. Mega Mom in the chat saying they have exclusive Transformers. Yeah, I don't, know wh- I don't know where it came from. So, like, they have a section that I always check. Always. And because you never know when they have something random and exclusive. Oh, right. And they have a lot of figures. But then they also have, like, their gift section. And in their gift section, in a lot of cases, they have cool things like really cool craft kits that might never be on somebody's list. You know, my daughter often will say, like, I want craft kits. But she doesn't say what kind. Right. Right. So I have a bunch of those and a bunch of kind of generic toys, which are cool. Um, you know, some of which are cool, some of which are not. Um, so looking at places like that, I think are a great idea. I, I I see a lot of memes. And it's like if you think that the supply chain is going to ruin Christmas, that you don't understand the reason. And like, I totally understand that. Um, but from my perspective, I mean, for a lot of folks, this is. A time of year where we really like to give gifts to people. Like, this is fun. Um, and we want to do a good job. So, you know, like, give us a break. <laughs> like, I understand. We're all, you know, we're going to do what we're going to do. Um, but, yeah, this is Moon Night. I'm, I'm going to have to figure out how to put him back. i will put him right here for now. Uh, he can hang out in front of Cyclops right now. Um, yeah. He's going to need to move back in a little while. But you know, that's a place of honor. But, um, anyway... So yeah, start early, look in weird places. Any other ideas, Linda?
1: I think also balance it. Like what you're saying with the meme about the purpose of the holidays. That's true. I'm with you. I like giving gifts. I go a little overboard even at work. I do a lot of homemade stuff, but that's that balance of, you know, doing things early. You're trying to be pragmatic with it. You know, maybe also I think tailor your expectations might be part of it. You know, if you want to give your, significant other, your children, something, a specific game, that particular game is not available. What's another option? Cause it does just because that game's out of stock, what else might there be? Yep. It's maybe a, like adjusting expectations a little bit as well.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing with board games that is uh, something that um, that video games don't necessarily have is um, instead of giving a new game, Um, You can give an upgrade to a game they already have. Um, So, for example, uh, I love Splendor. It's one of my favorite games of all time. One of the coolest and best updates or upgrades for that game is a playmat. And there's actually a Splendor playmat that Mm -hmm. is out there that I actually don't own because I keep waiting to just get it eventually. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things, right? But, like that playmat is just such a cool addition to the experience, especially since the components are already so awesome. Having like this really cool Neobrine, you know, foam playmat is just, you know, chef kiss or maybe even upgrades on the cake. Exactly. Exactly. And there are even upgrades that are game agnostic, like dice towers, right? Mm. Dice towers are cool. Um, and if maybe maybe you think they might enjoy something like that, there's Dice Towers that might be themed to their tastes. Um, mm. And that's certainly, you know, Mega Mom. Uh, either, I don't know if she entered that comment before I said it, or if she was <laughs> exclaiming Dice Towers um, in- Dice Trays. Uh, uh, and Dice Trays, Component yep. Trays. There are, uh, mm. if you go on to Amazon or Board Game Geek and get some ideas, there are plenty of things like Component Trays Which are, oh, we said it at the same time. Awesome. Mega Mom, (laughs) great minds. Think alike. Your minds Um, are syncing up. Component trays are literally just like little cool cups to put, you know, meeples and little pieces. Whenever the instructions say, take those pieces and set them within reach of all players. Like, that's like Mm -hmm. my nightmare. um, Because (laughs) it just means you're going to have a pile of junk. But component trays, and Mega Mom mentions Etsy, um with custom built yeah. component trays um and frankly th- there are also things that you can just buy um that are not necessarily in- designed as component trays but like they can be used silicone that way cupcake, like the silicone, exactly cupcake, silicone cupcake cupcake um, thing um lots yep, of options <laughs> so um in fact we should probably make a list about that at some point we'll put that on the list I'm starting for it. Yep. maybe November maybe that's 14th. what i work
1: on this Maybe that's what I work on for the next week or two to. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, Megamon
0: says they have one for Carcassonne, which holds all the expansions and components. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, inserts are a big deal. And so again, these are all might still suffer from some of the same supply chain problems. However, they're just a different option, different things to look at and different things to try for. Um, You know, but I also think nothing can really, especially with your kids and your significant other, I think, especially with kids I think this is the year where you know explaining how the world is working is useful we spent a lot of time talking about the practicality of the world right you know every time they've asked, every time our kids have asked to go outside over the last year or go play with friends we've had to explain the practical limitations of the world we live in and I think this is probably another example of that um and uh, you know help explain it um but you know, I certainly we've had to and Mega Mom coming into coming in at the end um, gift cards to the local game stores, uh, which is absolutely true. Because the reality is one of the reasons there's this logistical supply chain issue is all these boats are currently waiting in L.A., right? Hundreds of them are just waiting, which means the stuff is there <laughs> um, or at the very least, the stuff will be there next year. So I know for us, you know, there's some hard to find items that our uh, kids have been looking for. And so we, um, you know, our backup plan is really just to print out a picture of the thing and attach a gift card to it Mm. and and attach it to something funny like a plushie or, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? Be creative. Um, Because, man, listen, if you can't do it, you can kind of pre-buy it. Um, or pre-order it, or do whatever. Um, and that was some of the same stuff we talked about on the video game side. So if you if you missed that discussion, um, you can go back on the podcast or feed or um, you know and and take a look at that. But for the most part, it was a lot of the same advice we're giving here. Just uh, here we're a little limited, a um, little bit. Uh, but there are t- there are so many independent crafters and creators making cool stuff that is board game adjacent, T-shirts and stuff like that. Uh there are replacements. So this is maybe maybe make this the year that instead of a new game, let's just, you know, celebrate our fandom in other games.
1: And to go along with that, uh alternate places, if you know somebody with a cricket, you can have them help you custom make t shirts and bags. And there's a lot yep. of things with what's already on the shelf at the craft stores. If you know somebody with the tools, you know, even if you commission them, they you know it's Something you can get without the supply chain issues the same way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, be creative, know them, know their tastes. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> so.
1: a lot of um, ways to customize. With that so said. We jump in.
0: Yeah. With all of those ideas, let's talk about some all games that things. we know were in Amazon as of. As of yeah, Saturday. So. <laughs> um, let's just roll down it, Linda. And, you know, if you okay. want to list the games and go one by one and where I have comments, I will speak. So
1: All right, I'm going to. So gonna... Wonderful. So I'm going to start with a full disclosure that on this whole list, there is only one game I've actually gotten to the table and I put it first on the list. Um, it's really fun. And this is one for those oh. of you that like the high fantasy D and D world is called here to slay. And it's by the creators of unstable unicorn. It's a, a card game and it's, it, they call it a tabletop role play game meets a quick family game. That's sort of the way that they present it. It really is a quick family game. It's the premise of some of the characters of a tabletop role play game, but it's so simplified. You're not actually role playing. Not in the okay. way you do at, at like with a standard role play game, but you have to choose a champion. That's a certain class. You have that champion in front of you and you have two objectives. You're trying to gather a party, a diverse party of heroes of all the different classes, you've got wizards and you've got druids and you've got rogues and you've got fighters. And so you've got all those different classes. You're defeating monsters. You can either win by collecting your full party of six heroes or defeating three monsters. And they allow you to equip, you can equip, you can add bonuses. Like it has a lot of those elements you'll find in the D game or another tabletop role play, high fantasy game. Okay. It's one of those, we played it and learning the game and everything, I think was 45 minutes.
0: Okay. We finished playing.
1: That's not bad. De- and we, you know, shuffled everything again, dealt the cards back out, and played another round. Played another game. Awesome. It was one of those kind of games. And it's just, we really enjoyed it because it's that flavor without the heavy time investment and complexity. Oh, so, And that one is, re- it's recommended 10 plus, but if you have an experienced younger gamer that has good reading skills, it could scale down just a little bit. Cool. That's two yeah. to six players. Yeah. I, so. I have a
0: hundred percent seen this um, and have almost picked it up uh, because I feel like this is something that my boys would, would really dig. Because they do I love they really unstable unicorns. So um yeah, this might be one of those ones that we uh there may be one less copy of this on Amazon by the time we're right. done with today's show.
1: And it's an so, nice affordable one. Yeah. And yeah. most of the things on this list I think are pretty reasonable uh price points too. I
0: yeah. tried to
1: think, you know, keep it in something in the realm of just, you know, affordable family games.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. All right, what else we got?
1: Um so we got a, the next couple are They right. I sort of clumped them together because Game Right is such a go-to for us because their games are so easy to learn, minimal with a lot of the fiddly bits, just, you know, really reasonable price points. They hit all those great f- things that you're looking for for a family gift. So the first one I featured is called Happy City. You're building a mini metropolis. It's another, it's a card game again so again not a lot of little pieces mm-hmm. so it's a strategic city building game and so like most city building you're trying to get residents you're trying to earn income um, and other city buildings i've seen you have to look at like how happy your residents are and so you are trying to balance all these components and at the end of the game the only thing that really matters is how happy your residents are that is the score that matters
0: okay but, i like that again
1: it's, yeah no it's a really neat concept because city building games can be so complex they tend to be heavier weight games because there tends to be a lot to them this one is a very beginner level the other cool thing about this is there's actually two modes of play so that does give you a way to make it more um challenging so that they've got um i'm just trying to make sure i call it the right thing um but i know there's a like a like a basic way of play, and then they have a more complicated way of play. They have a cute way they described it. Of course, I don't see it right in front of me. Um, But it's just a really cool, oh, here we go, family version and expert version. Um, And the expert version has more interaction and more strategy going on. Sure. Okay. So, no, and it's it I looks like that. I said, you know, yeah. And I think this is a nice entryway to see if you like the city building concept before diving into those more heavyweight games. The
0: bigger games. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Or if you love those and you want to introduce them to your kids, this is a great way to kind of
1: playtime. They're saying 30 minutes, again, age 10 plus two to five players. This is, you're looking for something just to dip your toe in or your kids dip their toe into it. This is a great way to start.
0: Awesome. So, what's next?
1: At the next Game Right one, this one I saw featured in a whole bunch of places. There's a lot of buzz about this game, and it's called Super Mega Lucky Box. This is another strategic okay. game, and it kind of reminds me of Roland Wright and Bingo at the same time. So, they've pulled a few different components. So the idea is you're, instead of rolling, it's got cards, so it's a flip and write. You flip cards and you're marking them off on your lucky box, which essentially is like a bingo card. There's more to it because this is a game, right? They've made it more than just a standard bingo game. Also stars and lightning bolts and numbers. And each of those, when you cross out a row or a column, add bonuses, it adds different elements that change some part of the game for you. It gives you a bonus. There's just all different things that it does. So it adds this little bit of complexity, but it's game right, so it's not that complex. Just get some different elements to it. So this one looks really exciting. This one might be in my Amazon cart right now because it looks really fun. Um, And what's cool with this one, only 20 minutes for playtime, ages eight and up, one to six players. We're seeing a lot more of those single player variants. Okay. Pretty neat. Yeah, this one looks pretty neat how you've got the different tokens that can change um, the extra numbers. There's extra numbers on the side. And then you're looking for the most points to win the game. Oh, Just like with a roll and write trying to get your score. Pretty neat. This one, like I said, has had a ton of buzz around it.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: I don't know if you've seen a lot of buzz uh, out in the board game ether. I mean, yes.
0: Um, but, you know, there's, it's just been so wild with, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, the board game ether that I inhabit is all other content creators and it's everybody's true. trying, everybody is so desperately trying to get people excited about everything. It's like just living in a kaleidoscope. It's true. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I can see how that would, yeah. It's wild. wild.
0: It, is, it wild. is wild.
1: It's a wild, it's a wild world to live in. I do have one more game right game on this portion of the list and I did break this down. So I apologize. I realized I didn't say at the beginning, I did some subcategories on this. So this first group of games, I kind of categorized as games for the whole family. Most of them are either eight and up or 10 and up for age wise. They're ones that I felt that would have hit the middle of, what families would be looking for not too hard not too easy and then i've got a couple other subcategories um that i'll try to highlight as i get to them uh there's just a few more in this category so the next one's game right as well and this one really when i first saw it it look has a different look to um the game right character called yokai the game of mystical spirits Okay. And so this one we had talked about, I know a little bit when we were putting this together, this, uh, the list together. But this one, it's actually a memory game. And, okay. you know, when I first looked at it, I could I really read it. Doesn't about read it, that it, doesn't, it doesn't read that way. It doesn't read that way. No, it doesn't read like a memory game. And, and on a lot of times, I don't include memory games. It's just a simple memory game. That's not adding a lot of interest. But of course, it's not just a plain memory game. It's a cooperative game. Um, So the premise of this, Yokai, they're different spirits and they've gotten separated and you're trying to help them come back um, together. Okay. pretty, Pretty basic premise. So there's four different spirits. They've got these absolutely cute pictures of these four different characters representing the four different spirits, each with its own color. And you're trying to gather all the like spirits adjacent to each other, and so the cards or the cards are all started I'm sorry they're tiles the tiles are all started face down in a grid pattern, and yep. basically you're peeking and moving you can't talk to the other players okay. the game of in done in silence so you're trying to work together. you cannot speak to communicate so okay. you're trying to you each have some information about the board that you to share, but you can't directly tell one another what you know. Sure. Um, I haven't been able to read the rules on exactly how you share that information. But there's clearly a premise on how you can share certain things, and I wonder if it's like the crew where you can give very limited information in a very structured way, but not actually telling you know, a lot of detail. I'm curious if it's similar to that. Um, but it yeah. looks really neat. Um, and this is another one, eight and up, twenty yeah. minutes, two to four players. So
0: yeah, this is this is also a small. This is also a like really small package. And this is one of those games that even sight unseen, because this is one of those ones we would have seen at Toy Fair this year had we been able Absolutely. to make it. Um, we have enough faith in GameRite to put out like these really cool and cute card games. That we feel comfortable recommending just about anything that they make, um, but I, my only concern with the the games where you're giving clues without talking is it gives me, um, like it gives me vibes of that fireworks game that I try not to talk and, about. But but yes. that's okay. Um, I'm hoping that this is different, um, and uh, you know, the, so this will be interesting to see. Um, you know, I, 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 it's cheap enough. I'm, you know, we're probably going to end up buying a copy of this one. And probably.
1: So, and it, because you, there is information that says you can share that tells me there, there's a way to communicate they've given you. So it's not quite like that, the fireworks game that causes you agita. So it sounds like there's enough going on mm-hmm. that it's not just, you're just trying blindly to do this. Yes. Again, we have faith in game, right. To have some thought in this and to make it a game. That's not just completely random.
0: Absolutely. All right. What else we got?
1: So we are da- going over to the other side of the pond and going to the lock for Block <laughs> So Block this is from Blue Orange Games. And this is a, oh my goodness, it's such a cute game. When I first laid eyes on it, um, as I did my research, you have this grid where you're putting literally plastic pieces of monsters and you're trying to build the monsters to fill up the lock the lake and trying there's rules on where you can put them over on top of around next to and you're trying to build the biggest monster before you run so, out of space i'm gonna do so, it,
0: because because this is such a visual game such a visual um, game i'm I describing am,
1: it terribly
0: i am gonna <laughs> go ahead and do a screen share so people can see okay how wild the board
1: gets for this so cool yes
0: um so we're gonna do a screen share so for the video folks um cool you're gonna be able to see this over on twitch.tv slash engage family gaming everybody else you know we'll do our best to describe this one for the audio folks um but so um here you go you can see it so the idea is block ness you are controlling nessies And you are plugging Nessies into like this pegboard, kind of like Battleship. And the idea is you're creating like kind of layers by um, you you can't place a new segment underneath something. So like the game keeps getting higher um, and they can't cross over the head or the tail. So what you're doing is you are plugging your Nessies in and you're kind of slowly building up over everybody else to try and control area on the lake. Um, and what you're, and the idea is you know you're kind of moving over their body and it creates like this really cool looking coil effect, which I think is super neat. Uh, the family gamers reviewed this one um, and gave it some really uh, some pretty high praise. Um, and I really kind of dig this one. Um, I am, I will admit that I am curious as to whether I'll be any good at it considering spatial relations can be a challenge for me. However, um, I think these are super cool, super cute. And, uh, this is one of those ones that I think it will just be fun. Just putting things on the board. Um, so that is block Ness.
1: So cute. The playtime, they estimate about 15 minutes. So a quick game. Yeah, two to four players, so very very cute. All right, the next one we're going to go over to Haba, and they have such cool games. We tend to feature their games for the very littles. This one's for eight plus, one to four players, twenty minute play time. It is called the Key Sabotage at Lucky Llama Land. So This is premise of this one is so fun. The premise is that Lucky Llama Land Amusement Park has been the victim of sabotage. Yep. But there was no crisis, thankfully. Crisis was averted, but now saboteurs need to be found. So the premise has already happened, and now players need to examine the clues. So they have witness statements, there's forensics to look at, there's an investigation file, and they have to generate a number code and use the key to capture the saboteurs. It just sounds like such a neat, almost like clue-esque, but not so much more than, you know, so for people that like clue or like that concept of did the, you know, trying to figure out who done it, this is such a great way to approach it. And because the time for this is only estimated at 20 minutes, it's not like you're spending hours trying to get through something really complicated.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: there's, There's not just one... Scenario. This is one of those, there's a high replayability. It's not just a one, you follow the book and you're done. It's multiple scenarios you can do. There's all the way that the, the cards and everything, you know, this has a high replayability too. So I think yeah. that's a huge asset. It's not a um, legacy game or like some of those boxes where it's a one it's not use. Like exit. It's not like Exit. Thank you. Thank you. you know, exactly. It, it's one that's the one, yeah.
0: That is one thing that I wanted to make sure that we, that's one detail that I wanted to make sure that we highlighted here because this game, unfortunately, it kind of it presents itself as one of those kind of puzzles in a box, you know, those escape rooms in a box, that type of thing. Um, and that's not what it is at all by a long shot. And so I think that that is, um, you know, if we get, if we deliver nothing, I want to, deliver the message that this is not an escape room in a box. This is actually, you know, a, this is like clue and guess who, um, but also including more mechanics to kind of try and figure out the puzzle. It's done simultaneously, which means that there's just, everybody's always doing stuff. Nobody's waiting um, and the the components on this look really cool this is you know you're sitting behind your little uh, little uh, kind of privacy screen you're using uh, dry erase markers to like mark stuff off and figure out clues to try and make a guess at who the uh, saboteurs are so if you like deduction uh, meaning if you like figuring out puzzles and figuring out who did the crime you know you like those mystery kind of things this is a very cool idea and the fact that it can be played by the younger set is also pretty impressive because a lot of these games, um, you know, they don't really do that. You know, they a lot of these kinds of games uh, uh, kind of age themselves out of the younger ones. Um, I'm going to take the next one if you don't mind, Linda, and we're just Go for I'm, it. so I'm going to talk about a King Domino game. Um, we actually talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago as one of the games from <coughs> uh, Gen Con that we were super excited about, um, but it sure. is out and we are very excited about it. And that is uh, from Blue Orange Games, King Domino Origins. Dude, it's King Domino, but there's cavemen. That's all I got to (laughs) explain. If you liked King Domino, which both you and I absolutely love it, Linda. Um, And everyone that I have introduced it to has loved it. Um, And now you are, um, you know, there's more stuff. There's new game modes. there's There's a fire and volcanoes mode. Um, there are cavemen, new component, like all sorts of stuff. Listen, it's, it's just King Domino with cavemen. It's
1: so if Domino you like cavemen. the
0: original ones, True. keep going with your collection. King Domino, Queen uh, Domino. Now we got King Domino Origins. Um, I hope they the make a legacy in there game. are so
1: cute. Oh, uh-huh. the
0: cavemen meeples are adorable. I would absolutely play a King Domino Origins game, or not an origin game, a King Domino Legacy game where you were like putting stickers on the different dominoes. Maybe you'd open up a imagine. box and there'd be new dominoes. Um, or you know, maybe there'd be different meeples to add on to stuff, stuff like that. It, this, this game so just keeps getting cooler. And I love it. It really does. Um, so yeah, that's King Domino Origins. I'm gonna recommend this to you. This is uh, Sight Unseen. If you show me a King Domino game, I'm gonna buy it. I would buy it. Because
1: we know How about so this? good.
0: I would go so far as to say that I'd be happy to I would probably take a chance at buying it just based on the title, even without knowing that it had cavemen in it. I'd be like, oh, it's a new King Domino. We're in. Yep. Um, Speaking of sequels, um, they got a sequel to The Crew, Mission Deep Sea, um, which is, you know, it's more more The Crew, but instead of space, we're exploring the deep ocean. You are The Crew expert out of the two of us. Yeah. Cause you played a lot. Um, Are you and the boys going to be playing this one or what?
1: I think we will be picking it up. Uh, we really have enjoyed playing the crew and working our way through the missions. Uh, it was, I was pleased that when I first taught the boys, the trick taking mechanic, they picked it up so fast. And I think the format of the crew, the original um, version, and I know the same thing is the premise with this. It builds as you go. So You can learn it and then it gets more complicated as you advance through. So you can be more of a novice going in and it just builds as you go. So you don't jump into a really hard scenario, you build into it. And the way that you record missions and record where you're at, it gives you an opportunity. So if I start playing with the boys, we have our list of where we're at. I could then bring it to your house, we could play with your family, and we could start a whole new list of which missions we've done and keep track of that. So there's ways that you can have multiple games that you are yeah. keeping track of over time. Because each of these, there are 50 missions. Yep. And, you know, I listed on here, playtime is about 20 minutes per mission. This there's is one a of those, lot. It's, there's a lot. And realistically, the first couple that you play are... Five minutes because yeah. they're so simplistic, and obviously, the ones near the end maybe they're closer to you know 20 ish, maybe a little more because they're more complicated. But again, it's a trick taking, so those tend to go pretty quick anyway.
0: Yeah, so uh, we had a, a quick uh, it looks like uh, Gato Logic came back in mm-hmm. just as I finished just saying <laughs> King Domino Origins. Let's hop on over and do a just a quick look. Um, I'll do a, uh, I'm going to do a screen share here.
1: And while you're doing My. that, so starting with King Domino origins, these are in the subcategory of if you like. So there's a couple that we're featuring on here, um, that are either sequels or they're yeah. based on other games that are out there that have a lot of popularity.
0: So. Sure. So just to just, so I'm doing a screen share for you there. Got a logic. So these are. Some of the new components. King, King Domino Origins is King Domino with cavemen, but there's some more. There's some extra stuff. Some new game modes. These woolly mammoth uh, meeples. Can we call so them? Cute. I don't. How do you say mammoth meeples? You can't. I think you they're can't, just mammoth really. meeples. <laughs> they're mammoth meeples. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. This one is, and there's fish meeples and flint and mushrooms. Yeah. This looks real rad. Um. Really so. cool.
1: Yeah, it's a I'm few dollars flat. more than the original King Domino because with all those meeples, it does yeah. bump the price up a little bit more. But this is one that if you love King Domino, this is definitely one. If someone in your family loves it, it's a great one to pick up or to keep an eye out for sales down yeah, the
0: road. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is bound to happen with King Domino. First game was a, a cheaper game. Queen Domino, a little mm. bit more expensive. A little more. Boom, boom, boom. King Domino Origins, does a little bit more. Um, so, uh, what do you, uh, what else is on the list, Linda? I know we are cruising through, but that is okay. We are
1: cruising. We've got, a, there's still quite a few to go. So Lost Cities is the next one I wanted to feature. So Lost Cities has been out from Cosmos for a while, but their newest one really caught my eye because it's a roll and write and the original Lost Cities game It's kind of interesting, but it didn't draw me in the same way. So the premise of this game is you're on a journey, um, specifically an expedition, and you're looking for some Lost Cities. And so in the regular, the regular original game of Lost Cities, you're trying to go through and move down the path. So in the roll and write, you've got multiple paths on your sheet, and as you roll, you want to start with low numbers and move to higher numbers. So for each turn, you're trying to decide: Are you starting a new expedition, or are you going to continue on the one and one that's already established? So mm-hmm. it's similar. Reminds me a little bit of Quicks, where you're choosing which track to mark off, and you know, just like any other. Roll and write, you have to be careful that you don't overextend yourself so that you are stuck and then losing points because you have, you've run out of options. So this one just seemed really neat. It's ages eight and up, two to five players, plays them around 30 minutes. Yep. So, you know, something that, and being a roll and write, those tend to be much smaller boxes, yep. easier to fit in smaller places. I have, I'll be honest, I haven't had my hands on this one to say for sure exactly the size of the box, but you know if it's just the pads and some dice they tend yeah. to be a little bit more portable
0: so i do want to mention because you know we're throwing around the term a lot rolling rights are kind of like they, they they end up being like yahtzee and the idea is that you're there they are dice and a pad where basically what you're doing is rolling dice and then kind of edit you know kind of writing off or checking things off on the board and totaling up your points that's kind of what's happening here uh, roll and rights are super popular now. They have everything is getting a roll and right version. Lost Cities is like one of the most recent. Um, um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that's probably another one that we should add to our uh definitions. Um, you know, because it's one that comes up a fair amount because everything's getting a roll and right definition. Uh, a uh, roll, For and sure. uh, roll and right. Sure. roll and right version.
1: Well absolutely and because I think because roll and rights are so easy can take a lot of the premises and add dice just like with the monopoly yep you found i mean it's it's easy ish to take up a, a mechanic and then convert it to something with dice yeah so, as absolutely. me as not a game designer i should be careful to say i am not a game designer by any means but it seems like this is something designers are able to do pretty readily
0: yep absolutely i'll take the next one because it's pretty straightforward we'll it. it's called exploding <laughs> minions so This is the elevator pitch, everybody. It's exploding (laughs) kittens, but instead of cats, they're minions. That's it. That's it. That's That's the tweet. Um, So if you uh, like exploding kittens, and you're just looking for something a little bit different, or if you never got exploding kittens because maybe you missed out on it, you didn't hear us talk about it, maybe you didn't do the Kickstarter, but you, um, (laughs) but you do love you some minions. But who doesn't love Minions? I think those things are so dumb. Um, uh, then this is the one for you. I actually saw this one at Walgreens also. Um, this so this one is, is one of those ones. The yeah, this rounds. one's going to be around everywhere. Um, I, I think this is, you know, there are a lot of folks that are like, wow, I really don't like exploding kittens. Like, if you don't like exploding kittens, um, I just think you're allergic to fun. Um, or are expecting too much. Like, the game was originally designed by the Oatmeal. Like, if you're expecting Twilight Imperium, This is not it. I mean, I got nothing. like this is meant to be <laughs> just a dumb multiplayer card game, and in this case, it's got minions in it, which mean, which means it's going to be um you know it's just going to be a little different. so i i I am all in on this one. Um, i The only reason I don't already have a copy is because I'm just waiting, um you know. Be, you know, there's only so much. There's only so many games I can buy, and I gotta buy Monopoly diced. You know, yeah. um. So uh, I'll take the next one. Also, it's Throw Throw Avocado, which is another dodgeball card game. But here's what's really interesting about Throw Throw Avocado. Throw Throw Avocado is its own game, which is a dodgeball card game. But you can also combine it with Throw Throw Burrito. And if you don't own Throw Throw Burrito, um, if you are often playing board games in places where chucking things at each other is okay, um, you definitely need throw throw burrito. Uh, we brought it to like a hotel lobby for a game day, uh, with some friends and the kids started playing and were are throwing the, the burrito in like the hotel lobby and got really loud. And we were like, you know, Maybe this is not the look right now. Um, but if you were in a place where that is acceptable, not only do you need to mm-hmm. look at Throw Throw Burrito, but Throw Throw Avocado also fits in there. And it comes with these two real squishy halves of an avocado, and one of them has the pit in there. Um, so That's super cute. It's, it's just freaking adorable. It's, again, this is another one of those games by the uh, Exploding Kittens team. Um, but we fully support Throw Throw Burrito um the throw the giant edition of throw throw burrito is pretty awesome also um and so this one doesn't have an awesome and a giant version yet but i'm sure that it will at some point um is it is it potentially just a cash grab for people that just want to follow up to throw throw burrito because it's dumb maybe but that's okay do i care not even a little bit not even a little. And this just... is sort
1: of the, the silly section of the, the list. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah, 100%. So it's not this next. is
0: this is the Steve version where we're all in <laughs> on the absurdity and the stupidity. And so, yeah, throw, throw, avocado.
1: Okay, we need some silly in our lives. Yep. And, and this one is at one Target
0: got... and on Amazon. So...
1: It's all over. And the next one I've got is I saw the predecessor to this next game at toy fair a couple of years ago so the game is called sticky cthulhu and the yep. first thing you say is cthulhu that's a very dark theme well they've made this so stinking cute the original game is called sticky chameleon. and sticky chameleon you have your chameleon tongue which is literally one of those sticky like like the little hand things you get as favors for the kids that they can stick on the wall and you would use your sticky tongue to grab bugs well in this version it's got the version of the dark cthulhu bit so it's kind of a lightened version it's got these really cute little cards that you're going to put around different creatures and you're supposed to be grabbing these creatures for cthulhu with the tentacle so you've got a sticky tentacle you're grabbing these creatures the pictures are all very cute the game's supposed to be for ages six and up They've made it kid-friendly. It's not scary. Um, It's nothing that you need to worry about. And this one, they've got... Also, they've got one other thing you have to be careful of. It's not just random just flicking your tentacle to grab these creatures. There's also investigators, and you don't want to grab an investigator. So you've got to beware of those investigators as you're flicking the Cthulhu tentacle to grab. And I watched the Sticky Chameleon version of this bit played, actually played a version i played at toy fair as well it is just chaos it is so silly so fun get a couple people around the table and you just are going crazy with these little sticky things to try to grab what you want and to get your points and try not to grab the investigators so very very cute um so this is something like a 15 minute little quick silly game so something else that's just out there silly fun light just i thought was worth featuring because it's some people really find it fun to get some of these like things that are a dark theme, but they're presented in a way that takes away the, the darkness. So it's just kind of this light, you know, it's really we weird. know that it's, it's a little, it it's, is. A little it's weird. Really well, let's weird. be honest. It is. Yeah. I mean, I don't, m- I, it's I'm,
0: fun. I'm, I don't mean it in a criti- in, in a critical way. It's just, it is really weird for me. The um, Cthulhu is like cosmic horror, right? Like this is, But that, but at the same time, like when, when Frankenstein came out, that that's a horror, right? When, when, you know, and Dracula is horror and, you know, at the beginning. And so I have to remind myself that Cthulhu is no more horror than vampires. And at the beginning of the show, I had no problem talking about vampires in Magic the Gathering. So, um, Cthulhu is just a different,
1: um, a different monster.
0: Um, yeah, it's, a, it's just a different kind of monster. It's really weird. And it has tentacles. And tentacles it's, smacking things on the, the board are funny. Exactly.
1: So I think it's like a lot of things we think about. Like you said, the different horror creatures. We talk about zombies all the time. Yep. There's a ton of games with zombies. Zombies can be awful and terrifying. Or you can have them cute. Like in, well, um, it, you know, like some, there's, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Like zombie kids evolution. There's ways to do it where it's not so spooky.
0: Yeah, That's so I, it, it's funny you mention that as someone who I won't watch like The Walking Dead and stuff like that because I actually am like terrified of zombies. But like the, the spoopy ones, like, you know, Plants vs. Zombies and stuff like that, I I don't even think twice about. So uh, it's funny that you mention that. So because uh, you're right, you're right. I guess I just there's just something about Cthulhu. that just kind of grabs me in a different way. But uh, right. this one, speaking of grabbing things in a different way, uh, has the the weird sticky shenanigans, and I think it's funny. Um, it is, and this is meant
1: to be funny, so
0: so, um, what do we got next?
1: The next handful, um, and we're winding down to the tail end. I also did some segments of for the younger gamers and then for the very littles, so a okay. couple games that are for you know for age like four and five or so. Um, So the first one I wanted to feature is Hedgehog Roll. And this one is for ages four and up. It can be one to four players. And this is also by Game Right. And this one is so cute. There's a little hedgehog. Literally, it's a ball, like a fuzzy ball. And you put out leaves and flowers and acorns and things across the table. You have to roll the ball and see what sticks to it. And then depending on what you pick up, you get to move along the path. Very, very cute. And what's cool with this uh, little kids is you can play cooperatively where you're trying to beat the fox, uh, to outrun the fox, or you can race competitively against the other players and see who gets the hedgehog home first. So it's nice that there's modes of play depending on how you want to play it. So that'll give kids the experience of that competitive or the cooperative, depending on where they're at and what they feel like playing. It's got a, and it's got the cool kinesthetic part with actually rolling a yeah. little ball to pick up. Um, and there's hedgehog meeples, which are adorable. I mean, who, do,
0: who, doesn't, who doesn't love <laughs> a good hedgehog meeple? Um, <laughs> so, next, so sweet. So, so what's next? Let's just keep it, let's yeah, keep it actually, rolling because yep, we're doing boom, pretty nice good. Nice and
1: fast. So, next is called Slappy Camper. This is one from Mindware, um, the, the, the parent company of Peaceful Kingdom. And so, Mindware put this out. So, I'm not always a big fan of slapping games because I'm always afraid of somebody getting hurt. But this one caught my eye because you're not slapping with your hand. You're, the premise is you're filling, <clears throat> excuse me, your camper and you have to collect things to fill the camper in order. Yep. To slap it, you're using a marshmallow on a stick, a little <laughs> stick marshmallow on a stick. So I feel like this at least might dodge some of the, you know, fingernail bumping and things like that that can happen with slapping games. Yep. Um, this is super cute, ages five and up. Um, just something really fun. Again, the strategy of having to put things in order. If you slap it out of order, you might have to unpack things. So real, you know, simple game. For the little kids.
0: <clears throat> awesome.
1: All right. Awesome. Third in that category and final of the for younger gamers. And then I have just two for the little, little guys. Paco's party. This one, it looks hilarious. I was watching a video of kids playing it and was just sitting there laughing. So the idea of this <clears throat> Paco had a birthday party and they took tons of pictures but not everybody was in every picture so as you're going through the cards you're trying to discard your cards and get rid of all your cards and as you play a card you have to call out who's missing from the picture simple there's only a few characters and whoever calls it out first they get to put the next card down so it helps you move along but if everyone's in the picture call out Paco's party and you have to dance and it it was hysterical watching the kids play because all of a sudden you got these kids just dancing away and it was so cute uh, and this is another one for five and up and it's only a five to 15 minute play time so a very quick little game something just very silly small package uh right now it's on Amazon for under seven dollars so just a quick yeah. inexpensive game for the little kids
0: yeah this one's this was basically free, um, you know, considering like it its is low such price. A good deal. Um, and it is uh, looks like the, the it looks like for whatever reason the price is not reflecting. It's weird. So this Same. one's going to be around ten dollars. It looks like, yeah, for whatever okay. reason, okay. The price on actual Amazon is ten. It looks like it hasn't updated oh. our website yet. That, that does happen okay. no uh, occasionally, yep. but this is still a pretty inexpensive game, uh, as it is literally just a card game. Um, however. You know, cool I mean I mean cool little you know what the art style for the animals is very uh oh man. what was the movie with the animals, the head Chris Rock and Ben Stiller and all them <laughs> uh, I'm I can't not sure. remember it had I'm King so Julian on. in it, that's all I can remember that one Madagascar okay. it really oh, does okay. look kind of like a Madagascar style does, art yeah. style. Um, maybe a little bit like if Madagascar was a little bit more retro. Um, thank you, right. Meg Mom, for uh, coming in to back me up. And so uh, I dig that again, you know, relatively inexpensive and anything that makes kids move. We got to get kids True. moving as much as we can nowadays. So, uh, anything that kind of tricks them into it, I'm all in, in the name of fun, right?
1: True. Get them up and move. All right, my last two. I'm going to kind of lump them together because they are both by Haba. They are both for two and up, um, and they are of the my very first game series. Yep. And they are Rhino Hero Junior and Construction Site. So these are just really nice games from Haba. They have the nice wooden pieces like usual. And what they've done is they've taken with Rhino Hero Jr., they've scaled down what a task you're doing, and they've made the pieces bigger and suitable for those little hands with developing motor skills. Um, And so what they're looking at, again, making it for the very young, uh, they're looking at three basic skills, fine motor, memory, memory basic understanding of numbers and specifically the 1 to 5 working on the numbers 1 to 5 and conceptualizing that so building that number sense and they've got mini games to help mo- those skills so it's not quite the same as the original Rhino Hero where there was a very specific objective this one has three like mini games built in and so play time they say is about 10 to 20 minutes for Rhino Hero Junior in contrast the construction site game this one really caught my eye because I liked the compo- the way they kind of brought multiple things together for the little kids. Yeah. So the idea is you're trying to build a house, pretty simple, and you're moving pieces over to build that house. So you're flipping over the cardboard chips to determine the next piece. There's a little truck that comes with it, and it's compatible. To, uh, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing this right because I think it's a German uh, company, uh, Color... Uh, Kuller, I'm not even sure. I'm sorry, butchering that. I didn't try to. You know the the pronunciation, Um, but it's there's a truck company. It's K U L L E R B U, and I'm so sorry. I'm butchering the pronunciation. Uh, but they're tracks I mean, that you can buy separately it's, it's that Dutch. go with this truck. So, <laughs> Dutch? <laughs> so, yeah, it's Dutch. So, I mean, I don't feel so bad not not pronouncing it correctly, but, but it's this they, adorable it, little truck.
0: It's worth mentioning that it is a Haba brand toy because Haba makes board games, but they also make they
1: toys. They make a lot of stuff.
0: So, this is like essentially repurposing one of their toys from a different toy line and using it in this board game.
1: The one other thing they do, besides having the truck that goes with their other truck components, the tracks, there's also a storybook. You can read the story and it helps support the idea of building a house. So you've got that language piece built in. So it's not just flipping them and moving things, but now there's this story to go with what you're doing. So I like that it brings in that literature piece and folds it right into what the game comes with absolutely it's a neat think, extra thing I, for the little guys
0: i think that's very cool like the idea of getting a board game and a toy and a book in all one thing it's pretty
1: awesome so and uh, right now it looks like it's retailing about thirty dollars yeah um i believe so and that's typical haba things because of the the high quality components do tend to be a little bit more expensive yeah it's right now it's on amazon for 29.99 but to get uh nice wooden pieces the heavy cardboard um, chips, the truck, a book. I mean, that's, that's a lot of a, stuff. Good price. It's a lot of stuff for, for that price point. So, and that's the gift guide. I kind of went through, I mean, I know that there's so many games that came out this year, even, you know, looking beyond the pushes we tend to lean on the most and look to the the most. Uh, but this was just sort of what came through my research as games that I thought would be really good quality recommendations for Emily's. yeah And
0: we're gonna be back boots on the ground at convention starting the spring with um, with New York toy Fair. so you know certainly we're not throwing in the towel folks. this has just been a, no. a very weird year what with you know an apocalypse but hopefully knock on wood it'll be over soon enough. So uh, sure. we did it, Linda we made it through. It. The holiday gift guide for 2021. Um, I, I do want to say just a quick programming note. I will not, as a reminder, there will be no podcast next week. However, uh, and because I will be on vacation, uh, you can follow all of our shenanigans on TikTok and Instagram, as that is where I will be with my family. So we will be posting all sorts of shenanigans over there. Um, but when we come back, the next video game podcast that will be me and Amanda, and you obviously are welcome if you would like, Linda, will be our video game gift guides where we'll be talking about the all the video game stuff. However, if you want some spoilers, you can head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com right now. All of those articles are there, including what I have been told is a very useful explainer on the differences between the three different Switch models. So, Uh, Everybody, I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, We will be back on... Well, I will be back on Thursday for my evening streams where I will continue to play Potion Craft and into the EFG show where we will have all sorts of stuff to talk about including the results of a PlayStation State of Play uh, which will tell us way more about PlayStation's plans in the coming months, among other things. Uh, But until next time, don't forget... Get your family game on. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. gaming podcast is android sock op by kevin mcleod an audio production by six pack nerds productions